Hi there, you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 108. My bath bomb sales were skyrocketing. My soap sales were dropping because of the way I displayed them. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Before we get into the show, I have a question for you. Do you know that you should be out networking, but you just can't get yourself to do it because it's scary? Are you afraid that you might walk into the room and not know anybody? Or that you're going to freeze when you get up to do that infamous elevator speech where you talk about yourself and your business. Well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't need to be scary if you know what to do. To help you with this, I would like to offer you a coffee chat. For the price of buying me a cup of coffee, we can sit down through an online video and I'll tell you everything that I know about networking and how I have personally built two multi-six-figure businesses, primarily through networking. You'll walk away with a solid understanding about how networking can truly grow your business. And you're going to have newfound confidence because I'm going to give you 10 fill-in-the-blank templates that you can use for your introduction message. To learn more about this opportunity, just go over to bit.ly forward slash network ninja. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash network ninja. And now, let's move on to the show. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar store, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. Today, I want to introduce you to Sheena Smith. Sheena started her business called Lulu's Bath & Bomb just one year ago. As you may have guessed, she sells homemade bath bombs and also handmade soaps, sugar scrubs, bath salts, and lotion bars. Selling online only through Facebook and in person at craft shows, her business is exploding, just like her bath bombs do. A typical weekend event will result in the sale of two or three thousand bath bombs. And to think, this all started from selling donuts. I know this doesn't make any sense, but it will when you listen to her story. So let's get to it. Sheena, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sue, for having me. I've given a little bit of an intro, but I want you to share with us something a little different, and that is having you describe your ideal motivational candle. So if you were to choose a color that really resonates with you and a saying that would be on the candle, what would that be? Ooh, colors. I couldn't narrow it down to one color. I would say iridescent, like an iridescent glitter, but the iridescent because the colors change as you angle your candle, just like my life. It changes day to day with my business. My quote on this candle, I found it to deal with being brave and being strong and being humble. And I found a quote that I liked. It said, be strong when you are weak, brave when you are scared and humble when you are victorious. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, because it's like the opposites. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Do you know who that quote is by? I didn't get to really find out who it was by. Did you research the quote and find that quote specifically for the show? 
Yes, I did. Okay, because I think it's a great one for us all to remember as we move on. Correct, because there are so many times that I just want to just say, forget it, but I have to be strong. And this interview with you, I was scared to death because I never did anything like this. So I said, I'm going to do this, even though I did not want to do this with you. But I said, you know what? Do it. Do it. And right now, I'm not at the top of my game with this soap business. It's going to go further. But I'm doing very well for being into it a little bit over a year. So when I'm at an event, sometimes there's other soap makers and bath bomb makers at the same event. I know I'm doing better sales than them. So I do stop by their booth and try to find a unique product of theirs, something I like and ask them questions about it. So that if a customer of mine is looking for something, I have no problem with sending one of my customers over to this, I would say a newcomer or somebody that has a different product than me and saying, hey, you see that young lady down there or that young gentleman down there with soaps also? They have this awesome soap. And I went over there, asked her questions, and I would buy it. I would buy it myself. So I would suggest, you know, go over there and see if she's got something you like. That's great information. And, you know, so many people wouldn't do that because they think that they're then losing sales for themselves. But it's so crazy. Just like your quote of a little bit of the opposite is the more generosity you give and you help your customer, the more it comes back to you. And you would almost think it doesn't but it does. It actually has because at an event, I had a girl who had, um, you know, a little bitty tiny soap stand, maybe about six feet long, directly in front of me. And she paid the same fee to get in the event. And at this event, some of my customers, I would send them to her because she did a lot of room sprays with essential oils. I don't do room sprays with essential oils. So I actually sent my customers to her, I'm like, she has some awesome stuff. And one of my customers actually turned to me and said, I'm going to buy something off of you just because you're honesty about another business. So your product has to be awesome. So it does pay back. And it actually, in front of my face, paid me back when a customer turned it around on me and said, I'm going to get something from you too. Wow. And that young girl that was directly in front of me, she had no bath bombs. She had soaps and room sprays. So I dragged her and her mother when we had a slow period over to my booth and I trained both of them how to make bath bombs using their essential oils. It's all going to come back to me. It all does come back to me. It already has come back to me. So Sheena, what you just described is what I would call a power partner. We covered this Gift Biz listeners way back in a show. I don't recall the episode number, but it was with Julie Usum. I will put it in the show notes what the episode number is. And if you don't know about power partners, you should, because this is exactly what Sheena's talking about. If you share an audience with somebody, but you provide different services, just like Sheena's talking about, you know, she had the bath bombs and the person across had something else, but it's the same audience, it's the same type of customer. You guys can help support each other and both of your businesses can grow. I'm not going to go into that here because we have a really super cool story about Sheena. I'm going to stay on topic, but go back and look at that because that could be really valuable. So Sheena, I kind of teased a little bit in the intro that your whole company started from donuts, which of course is super confusing to everybody. Why don't you take it away and fill us all in on how that happened? Oh, wow. 
I would say about six years ago, actually, I wanted to purchase a house outright cash. And then everything I wanted to buy, I wasn't happy with. So I turned to my husband and I turned to my 16-year-old daughter because at the time she was working at the mall. And she would come home every day and tell me how she made her quotas that her boss gave her in sales. So I said, I got a good salesperson. I'm going to start from there. I'm going to start a business in the mall. Well, what do I start? I had no clue. I looked at little hot dog carts. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Then I remembered my mother about 20 years ago was telling me that she waited in line at a festival for a half an hour. The line was a block long and she waited in this line for these hot, fresh mini donuts that come popping out of a machine in front of your face. Now, I've never tried the donut. I've never even seen the machine. So, of course, what do I do? I call the company that manufactured that machine, bought the top of the line machine, opened up my kiosk in a mall. I found the kiosk on eBay from another mini donut lady out of New Mexico. Bought it used, put it up in the mall, started making donuts. Now, my machine was being delivered still. I never tested the donut, never tried it. I'm just going off of my mother saying it was the best donut she's ever eaten in her life. So I Google find a local vendor within an hour of where I live that makes mini donuts. Went to one of his shows. He was an awesome gentleman. He took me and my husband behind his booth, showed us how to make donuts, let us eat the donuts, gave us so many tips and tricks. So that next week, we can open our business. That's crazy. And that's, again, just like you were talking about in the beginning, sharing expertise and not being selfish, but being generous with information and learning and sharing. Correct. He was really a godsend, and he didn't have to do that. But he took his time out and showed us how to work the machine and how to make a perfect donut. Okay. So I'm going to challenge you now. How in the world does that lead to bath bombs? Ooh, fast forward about six to eight months later, after opening our business in the mall, we were a temporary business and a permanent business with the mall, which was a corporate business, wanted our location because we were strategically placed by the kids play area. So they wanted our spot. Well, of course, us being the little guy, we had to be moved to a different location. So they showed us the location, which was across from a Yankee Candle, which is awesome because I love the smell of Yankee Candle. But the first problem was that with my business, Mini Donuts, it was action attraction. You smelled my donut throughout the whole mall. So now me and Yankee Candle are going to have a problem because their smells and my smells. You're not going to know who you smelled. And also to reroute our electricity was going to cost us an arm and a leg. Over four or $5,000. So my husband and I said, let's buy a concession trailer. Let's stay local and do festivals and fairs in our own backyard and only have to work weekends instead of working seven days a week, 10 to nine in a mall. Because at this time, we also had preschool age children. I believe my children were four and five years old. So we bought a concession trailer, fixed it up, started doing festivals and fairs. Fast forward a year later, a lot of the promoters loved my husband and myself because we were friendly with customers. We were easy to work with. We would get into a festival. They could call us at the last minute. We would be there. So a lot of these festivals had empty spaces where a vendor didn't show up. Something would happen. So a lot of the promoters would ask, 
hey, do you know somebody that can fill this space last minute? Well, we were calling our vendor friends and getting them in, and the idea clicked with me and my husband. We already started this donut business for our four-year-old son so we can build it up so when he's older, he has something. Let's start a business for Lula, our five-year-old daughter, but at this time, she was about eight, eight, nine years old. Well, what business do we start? Well, at the time, just for fun, I was doing a melt and pour soap. You know, you go to Michael's and you buy this little kit and it has some glycerin soap in a block and you toss it in the microwave, melt it, add some color, add some fragrance and bam, you have cute little soaps. But I wanted to do something more of what our grandparents did. The old handmade original soap, which at the time I thought, oh, this is a lost art. Well, I start searching. I find out on Facebook, there's a whole bunch of people doing handmade soap. So I started doing a Facebook search. I found a couple groups of people that did handmade soaps across the world. And I was so surprised that they are still using the same ingredients that we used. Like way back when or something, right? Yes. So how did you feel about that? Because at first you thought, oh, you know, no one's doing this anymore. I'm sure you're thinking, I'm going to slip into the market. It's going to be so fresh and new. And then you did research and you found that, oh, contraire, there are a lot of people doing it. What was going through your mind then and what made you then decide to keep going? Because I noticed they were doing it on a smaller scale. They weren't taking it to the level. And some of them were doing it. They had their own brick and mortars too. So you had every level of person. You had the lady in her kitchen making handmade soaps for her neighbors and her friends and her family. Then you had a couple people doing the same thing I'm doing now. But that didn't stop you then. No, it didn't. It didn't because in my area, there wasn't anything like that. Ah, so there's your niche, this type of thing right in your area because you were going to stay and sell locally. Correct. And I had a worldwide network of other soap makers from India, from Australia, from the U.S. helping me. Right. They don't know me. Mm -hmm. We just know each other on Facebook, but we were all helping each other out. Like here, here's some tips and tricks. Here's a nice booth setup. Why don't you try adding this ingredient to your soap? Why don't you try doing this? So I had thousands of people across the world helping me. Awesome. Okay. So You had that, you did your research, you already knew the name was going to be your daughter's name. So that totally makes sense. How did you get started in terms of presenting these to the market? Well, we were scheduled to do a wrestling show for the Ford Motor Company union employees. So the union president said, you know what, go ahead and bring your soap business with. Because I explained to him we're starting a soap business. I would like to bring that out since we already booked our donut business to cover your concession for your wrestling show. Well, at this wrestling show, we had both booths set up right next to each other. My husband and son-in-law was working the donut stand. I was working the soap booth. Well, adding that second booth and me taking over that booth and no longer helping with the donut business, we got swamped. It's a perfect storm, right? (laughs) Yes. So all three of us started working both businesses at the same time. Oh, my word. (laughs) Yes. So that soap business took off right away, exactly at the same pace as that donut business. Like if it's been there since day one of the donut business. Wow. 
After that night, I was getting calls from Ford, the Ford Motor Company, their employees that attended that event. We need more soap. Can we buy this in bulk? I had one lady call me and say, she was almost in tears because she said, my husband used your activated charcoal and it has peppermint and tea tree in it. My husband used your soap for the first time this week and he has never felt so good and relaxed in his whole life. I need to buy every bar of that soap that you have left. Whoa, that's a testimonial. I think I had 10 bars of it left. I packaged up those 10 bars of soap and I met her at a local restaurant supply store. Oh my gosh. And now every couple of months she calls me and I sell her, and it's open to everybody else, but I sell her that soap by the loaf. So she's buying 25 bars and that's all she's using. She's giving it out to friends and family. Her husband's got his stock and she's happy. Wow. Well, that is the testimonial to the product and the quality of what you're producing for sure. So, okay, so we're at donuts and now soap. Correct. Then what happens? Then I started going into, after the Ford Motor Company event, I went into, it was a local indoor garage sale. I was kind of on the fence for it because I thought garage sale, that's stuff from people's attics and basements, you know, and one man's junk, another man's treasure. I didn't want my pretty soaps to be considered something I found in the basement in the attic. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's only a couple blocks away from my home. Well, this booth was actually two times the size of my wrestling event booth. So on this one, I had upped it from 15 different lines of soap from the wrestling show to now about 40 to 50 lines of soap. I also threw in some bags of bath salts I made. I also made about 100 little bath bombs just to put out there. So now my customers have a little variety. I actually went and made some cute little displays and got some signs made from Vistaprint and set up my booth. Well, again, soaps were flying off the shelf. I didn't get a chance to eat during that seven-hour event. I could not leave my booth space because everybody was piled into this little 10 by 10 foot booth space. That's crazy. I bet the time went so fast, though. You probably didn't even realize you didn't get a chance to eat. Correct. It was 9 o'clock when I set up. It was 1 o'clock when I realized, hey, I'm out of here in two hours. Yeah. I'm going to stop you here really quickly because Gift Biz listeners, we've just covered a couple of points that I really want to underline. First, Sheena's talking about the fact that some of these small local events, you know, she's thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? Look at how her business has grown from being exposed through those types of events. So if you have an opportunity, you just don't know who might be coming by. You know, it's a weekend and it's leisure time. Who from a large company might be coming by or you have big business potential from some of those events. The other thing is she talks about her product growth and how it started with the soaps. She saw an opportunity because her customers are already liking that product to extend the line. A similar thing, they're still pampering products, but different versions of the same. So she's staying in her core business, which is pampering products, if you will, but extending. So in that way, she's giving people a way for herself to upsell, right? Because people are not just going to buy the soap, then they might buy the bath salt or my personal favorite, the sugar scrubs. (laughs) So, but that's an automatic way you can start growing your sales when you stay in your core focus, but you add options just like Sheena was doing. All right. So you did this garage sale that you weren't sure about. And again, proof of concept, everyone's buying you out. Now what happens? 
Now I start getting invited to events by customers that came to that big garage sale that were actually promoters for other events. So one of the invites I got was a rescue pet shelter in our local county expo center. So I'm like, this is different. So I set up a booth, made my stand even bigger. This time I brought out a couple hundred bath bombs, labeled up my sugar scrubs, bagged up more bath salt, added some solid lotion bars that could be used for human and for the bottom of pet dogs, and some solid lotion bars that were created for dogs. Here in the Chicagoland area, a lot of people throw salt on their snow. So when you take your dog out to use the restroom, that salt eats up your dog's feet. So I created a lotion bar with coconut oil, beeswax, and cocoa butter. And this was like waxing your dog's paws so that dog can go outside and wouldn't get that salt eaten up. Well, I'm going to need some of those. (laughs) Oh, those fly off the shelf too. (laughs) A lot of people consider their dogs and cats to be their children. Absolutely. So just like we put shoes on our kids' feet when we take them outside, this is a different way. You don't have to put those booties on their feet. And a lot of the dogs kick them off if they're uncomfortable. Right. It's natural. It's safe. If the dog goes to lick off the lotion bar, it's not going to hurt the dog. It's safe. There's nothing the dog can choke on. There's nothing that will poison the dog. Everything is edible. Good point. All right. I want to ask you a really important question here. A lot of our listeners are in the same boat as you. They're makers or creators of their product. So you're kind of at a catch-22 because you want to bring in more business, but when you're bringing in more business, you're actually making more work for yourself because you've got to produce the product. What do you see in terms of any challenges there and what do you do about that? Because everywhere you're going, I'm hearing it was successful. You're selling through product like crazy. So this is what happened. I started selling more product, which meant I need to make more product. And I was one at the time to refuse help from anybody. No, I got it. I can do it on my own. So I did that for about a month, living on nothing but coffee. Oh, my word. (laughs) And maybe a couple hours of sleep at night. Finally, a friend of mine offered to help. I said, no, 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 I got this. I got this. Well, she wouldn't take no for an answer because she seen, I guess what I didn't see, I was beat. I was tired. She was a smart friend. Yeah, so she just showed up the next day and said, I'm helping you. And from there, I was like, wow, I really got something done. She did a great job. And from there, my cousin Nicole started coming over and helping me make bath bombs. Because these bath bombs, I was making approximately one to 3,000 bath bombs by hand per week for my event. Oh, my word. (laughs) Yes. So now we created a bomb squad, which consisted, of course, all this time, my 23-year-old daughter, Ariel, she was helping me behind the scenes since day one, whether it would be taking her brother and sister and watching them for me, helping me carry some heavy stuff, helping me make product, helping me with ideas. My daughter, Ariel, was always by my side. So now, fast forward, we have a bomb squad. It consisted of myself, my daughter, Ariel, my girlfriend, Jenny, and my cousin, Nicole. So everybody would come over. We'd get plenty of food, plenty of stuff to drink, and we would just build bombs. We would start about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We wouldn't get done till maybe 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And we would do that about two times a week. 
but I bet you had a blast because you're all going together. It's not then you working solo anymore. It was fun. You can talk and chit-chat and do whatever while you're making the bombs, right? Correct. And then they would also give me some design ideas. Like, let's try layering your colors and see how that would look. Or let's make this one lighter. Or let's make this one darker. Or they would just completely make up their own bomb color. And I liked it. It's good that you accepted input from them, too. Because then they feel ownership, feeling satisfied and gratification for what they're doing to help you. Fabulous that you would do that. And I got to tell you, this is a classic problem that I think makers fall into is, well, any entrepreneur, let me go with anybody who starts a business is, I can do this all myself. I don't need help. I'm going to save every little penny I possibly can, throw it back into the business, and I am superwoman and can do it. And it was so great that your friend jumped in and said, nope, you do need help and kind of forced you into it. Because think about it, you would have never been able to do that for the long haul. You would have either landed in the hospital or after, I don't know, two months, if you could even have gone that long, at some point you would have just had to be hands up, I give in. That is correct. Now let's fast forward a little bit. This fun little bomb making party and this little bomb squad, the girls were getting wore out. (laughs) They started dropping like flies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The dangers of success, Sheena. Yes. We were all tired. So now they are just as exhausted as I am. So now I had to put on my thinking cap and think of how can I not wear out my friends and family? Right. What can I do to make this bomb making process go smoother, go quicker? Yeah. So what did you do? Well, my husband by trade is a mechanic. And he loves his old-fashioned cars. He loves his rat rods. He loves his classic Chevys. And he loves his hydraulic pumps. (laughs) So what he tried to do is design me a pneumatic press that will automatically make my bath bombs for me. This was about late September. At the same time, a friend of mine that makes bath bombs, he was trying to design a press. So we were talking back and forth with him how to adjust the press, what can we do, anything we can do to get this press working. Well, this press was slowing me down, so we tossed it in the back of the closet, and I just continued with whoever would show up at my house and help me make bombs. I would just continue the hand-making of the bath bombs. And plus now we're getting into October, where my festival season is slowing down. So now instead of making... 3,000 bath bombs, I can get away with 1,000 to 2,000 a week. So now my friend in Wisconsin perfected his pneumatic press, and it was beautiful. He called it the Bath Bomb Express. I named her Stella, and I fought him on this. <laughs> her name is Stella because she was beautiful, You're so and funny. she was made of steel. <laughs> she was gorgeous. So the Bath Bomb Press, I think it was like around, with the mold, it was around 500 bucks. And I was still on the fence because I had already invested in my non-working press about $500 already. And I didn't want to spend $500 on somebody else's product when I had something that was close to working. Yeah, but somehow you have to invest in the future, Sheena. (laughs) Correct. So what I did, he had little raffles going on because he's building his bath bomb press business. So one day I was at an event. I was bored. I seen he had a raffle going on. It was a $20 ticket. I never win anything. I don't even find that loose quarter on the street. So what I did, I bought me a $20 raffle ticket. And I thought nothing of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to support my friend. I'll buy a $20 raffle ticket. Well, out of nowhere, I'm getting all these messages and notifications. 
You won. You won. You won. What? I won the bath bomb press. That's crazy. That is fate. You got the press. Now, what has that meant? And where is the business today in terms of production? With the press, my husband and my 10-year-old daughter can work it when I need that backup. I don't use it because my hands are actually faster than a pneumatic press, if you would believe that. Now, this means that the people in my own home under my own roof, if I need them to back me up, they can jump on a press and make bath bombs for me. Wonderful. So it's kind of a contingency plan when you really are needing it at this point. You still have the ability to grow now with the equipment that you have. Correct. Beautiful. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about how you're marketing your business. And it's different than a lot of people are doing, and it's working fabulous for you. So it's a great thing to be sharing with our audience here. There are only two ways that you're selling your product. One is face-to-face, which is what we've been talking about this whole time, and then also online only through Facebook, right? As of today. As of today, really what I'm doing is just festivals and events face-to-face. Some people in my local area can contact me on Facebook and I allow them to do a pickup or I'll meet them somewhere at a public location. I do ship some of my products, but never my bath bombs. Okay, so you are using Facebook to show people the product and then tell them where you're going to be live next. That is correct. So that is a whole different way of using Facebook to sell than a lot of people ever think about. And because you are so successful in person, plus then you don't have the shipping and you know what else you don't have? Any of the bagging materials that you would need because I think you put them in like brown bags or some bags right at your booths, right? That is correct. At my booth, when you come, the reason why I don't have an Etsy store or an online website is because at a festival and event, you get me. You get to talk to me and ask me, how did you make this? What is in it? I want to know, can you make me a specialty product? Can you make something for my baby shower? Can you make something for my cousin's wedding? You are getting me. And also, when you come to a festival and event, everything is spread out there where it's self-service. I have over 30 boxes of bath bombs, and on my counter, there is bags spread out throughout the counter. You have my soaps, you have my sugar scrubs, you have my bath salts. You as the customer get to go in there and pick out what product you want. So if a bath bomb has a chip in it, you don't grab that one. You grab that nice, pretty one. And that chip bath bomb goes into a box that I call the uglies. And we'll get to the uglies soon. My customers get to pick out whatever product they want, and then they come to me. That's beautiful. And you know what? You sent me a picture of the booth, and I am going to put it on the show notes page because it really is a great visual of what Sheena is actually describing. All right, I want to hear about that ugly box. Is that like a discounted box, and when can I see it? (laughs) This ugly box is exactly that. It's for my ugly bath bombs, whether I didn't put enough color in it. I put too much color. It was a cracked bath bomb. My husband had broken a batch of bath bombs. It's an ugly box for the ugly bombs, and they're not for sale. What it is, is for my repeat customers as a thank you. 
When they purchase something again, there's the ugly box. I fill up a bag of ugly bath bombs because they still work. Right. It's just they're ugly, (laughs) but I give them to my customers for free as a thank you for coming back and seeing me. I love that. And you're not compromising quality at all because since it's existing customers, they already know your product. Correct. Beautiful. The ugly box. You've got great terminology. (laughs) I want to sit with you and have a planning meeting and you can give me all these ideas of what to call different things because they're so creative. Well, a customer, a young girl, she must have been about 13 years old. She calls it the uh uh-oh box. I actually like her terminology better, the uh uh-oh box, but I'm so used to calling it the ugly box that it's stuck, but I really want to start calling it the uh uh-oh box. You could merge it together or something. I don't know. Now that display, I'm very proud of that display because on that display, those boxes that create my bath bomb, That's a recyclable item. There's a lady in Chicago that makes wine out of her basement, out of her home. Those are grape crates. She had about 50 of them in her basement. She put out a Craigslist ad selling all of those crates. I made an offer. I went there and picked up all 50 of those crates. Didn't know how I was going to hide them from my husband (laughs) because my house has now turned into soap, bath bombs, sugar. It's a supply house. I bet it smells marvelous. Oh, you could smell my house from the sidewalk. Yum. So I had to figure out a way to hide these 50 crates in my house. So I grabbed a corner and I stacked them to the ceiling. But I started putting my bath bombs and my soaps inside these crates at festivals and events. That's when really my bath bombs and my sales skyrocketed on bath bombs. What I didn't notice until a couple months later, my soap sales had fallen by me taking my soaps off a wood riser and putting them in those crates. So now my bath bomb sales were skyrocketing. My soap sales were dropping because of the way I displayed them. So I kept those wood crates for my bath bombs and went back to a wood riser on my soaps. That is a gem of a tip. Really, really smart. By the way it was being displayed is how, especially at festivals, right? Correct. Because people are going to come in because of what they're seeing. They're going to be drawn in, you know, and usually there's table after table or booth after booth. So displays are everything. I am on my fourth option to display my soaps. My first option, I made a wood riser. My husband said, no, honey, you made a set of stairs. My second option, I made it on a pair of window shutters with boards coming through it. It kept falling apart. Third option was that failed bath bomb box that I put my soaps in. So now I'm on a collapsible wood riser and things are starting to pick up again. Oh, good. So you might have found the magic there. Correct. The display magic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am still looking for another option because I'm not 100% happy because it is time consuming to take out my soaps out of a container and display them. Like my bath bombs, I store, transport, and display in the same container. I want to do that same thing for my soaps, where I store, transport, and display in the same container. Yeah, that's a good point, too. But at least you have something that's increasing the sales. So at least for now, you know, you're on the right path. Correct. (laughs) You can always switch it out as you go, right? Right. 
All right, Sheena, I want to roll now into our reflection section. And this is just a real quick look at other things that you've been doing and things that you can share with our listeners that have made you successful. So these are just really quick answers. What is a single trait that you have that you've called upon regularly that you think has made you successful? I honestly think it's how I treat my customers. I don't treat them like customers. I treat them like friends. I come in and... I treat them like if they're family. I know that you do that because the way I discovered you was from a show and I didn't even know you. And of course, I loved the product right away because anything that smells yummy is great for me. But you were, you're so friendly and jovial at the booth and it's very, very clear that you like what you're doing. I love what I'm doing. I am happiest when I'm at that booth on a weekend. And I'm even happier when my daughter Lula is there helping out. I bet you are. I'm sure of that. So yeah, the way you treat your customers, that's going to make people come back to you for sure. And that's going to spread the word. No question about it. Is there some tool that you're using besides the hydraulic press? Because a lot of us don't need that for our businesses. But is there something else that you're using just to conduct business in some way that you could share with our listeners? I just network with other crafters, with other vendors, With other promoters, I stay in touch with them. Now I'm at a point where I've already gotten invites for events in October. So a lot of it has to do with networking. Talk to your other crafters. Become friends with them because they can tell you about upcoming events. Where are you networking? On Facebook. Are you talking about in groups or? In my local Facebook groups, on my groups, in our area groups, at events. I talk to my neighboring crafters, my neighboring vendors. At events, I walk around and I actually purchase from my other vendors, from my other crafters. A number of different places. You are networking people at events. You're networking with people in local Facebook groups and then also industry Facebook groups like crafting groups, etc. Correct. And now I have my customers Because I'm based in Northwest Indiana, which is a stone's throw from the Illinois-Chicago borderline. So I mostly stay in Indiana, but last fall I started branching out to the Chicagoland area. So I'm getting a lot of my Chicago customers saying, hey, we have an event here in Aurora. We have an event here in Naperville or Gray's Lakes. Why don't you try to see if you can get into our neck of the woods so we can get more bombs? So now I have customers saying, hey, here's an event. Can you try to get into that event so we can get more bombs? Is there a book or something you've read or listened to lately that you would share as a resource? I haven't read any books. Where do you go to keep yourself educated or learn new things? Google. I Google everything. It is crazy how when there's questions, so many people will forget about Google. You know, we'll have questions, you'll be like, I wonder how this, I wonder how that. And then you almost, I don't know if you do this, but I do, I'll challenge Google. Like there's no way I'm gonna be able to find the answer to this question, but I'm gonna try it anyway. And guess what? Sure enough, there it is. There's the answer. (laughs) Yes, right in front of my face, at my fingertips. Yep, that's crazy. All right, Sheena, I'm so sad that this is coming to an end, but it has to because we all have to get back doing our work. But I want now to invite you to Dare to Dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? Business growth. 
Currently, right now, I purchased a vintage newspaper truck that I'm going to be restoring to transport my soap business. Something that I have on the horizon would be to open not a brick and mortar. I believe in reuse, recycle. I want to use shipping containers as my brick and mortar stores and have them almost like a franchise where you can purchase the shipping container, purchase my product, lease a piece of land in a high traffic area. That's what I want to do. I have someone to connect you up with about that. Remind me after the show. Okay, thank you. I have someone totally different industry, but someone who may be able to help you out with some of that. I would like to see my business in shipping containers. But how creative? Who's seen anything like that before? Right. I mean, what a great idea. People are living in shipping containers, which that's another vision I have. I want to stick my whole family (laughs) in a shipping container home. Not your average one box shipping container. We had a little bit more elaborate design, but I want my home to be out of shipping containers. I want my business to be out of shipping containers. And in Cleveland, Ohio, they have a whole retail street of nothing but shipping containers. There's other spots. Uh, Vegas, I think, is doing a shipping container mall. I think we have something going on in Spain. It's becoming a thing. Yes, it's out there. It hasn't caught on well. So I want to be at the forefront of that. Yeah, and this is a way that you can actually grow. Because at some point, the way you're doing the business now, unless you continue hiring people and hiring people and hiring people, you do max out on your time. I mean, there's only one you and there's only one weekend a week. So at some point, you would max out. But this is a way for you to expand your business without you having to totally be part of it as you move forward. So I love, love, love that idea. Gift Biz listeners, I have to tell you, usually at this point, I'm telling you an online site where you can reach out and buy from Sheena. But right now, I think we're just going to talk about her Facebook page where you can go see what she's doing. And if you're lucky enough, it sounds like they might be able to direct message you if they want to try some of your fabulous product. I don't know if you want us to do that or not, Sheena. Yes, we can. I am trying to create my bomb to be harder where it could take the abuse of being thrown around in a package. Ah, okay. So that's one of the reasons why you're not shipping right now. Correct. And you know what? That's another way for future growth. Once you've got that done, which I am totally confident you will, given the whole story, one thing's led to another. You've seen a need, you filled it and continued and carried on in the same way, found another need and filled it. So I'm certain that you're going to be able to figure out how to do that with your bath bombs. We will be watching you. (laughs) Before you know it, you may even have a website up and be taking orders that way. Who knows? So, but in any case, much success to you. I'm so excited to see what happens with these shipping containers as you move forward. And may your candle always burn bright. Thank you. Where are you in your business building journey? Whether you're just starting out or already running a business and you want to know your setup for success, find out by taking the Gift Biz Quiz. Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz or from your phone by texting giftbizquiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by The Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo. 
or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.